Clayton. John Clayton. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton, as we do every day here with Wyman and Bob. If you guys have questions for John, text them in, 421-3776. Again, 421-3776. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let him go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. Boy, what a day yesterday, right? Oh, I mean, we talked about we talked about Russell with you, and we speculated on Bobby, and uh, you you said, I think I'm getting a little pessimistic, and then it was like a couple of hours late, later, they released him. Mm-hmm. What it, what is I mean I I guess you're not at least I wasn't surprised that they did that we knew something was going to happen in in the way of uh, you know addressing how much he was making but just that it happened on the same day where you got the massive news of Russell Wilson was sort of like a one two punch it really was and what I'm I'm looking at is that uh, you know it's like what I thought I wrote yesterday for uh, the website that it was going to be a minor rebuilding well now it's a major rebuilding and you can see that. And more moves can be made. We don't know what they are. And so what you're looking at is that uh, this team is going to ha- take a couple years to be able to get back to playoff level because they're not going to be there this year. And we'll see if they can find a quarterback. I mean, they didn't get the chance to get Carson Wentz because he went to Washington. And uh, you figure Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to go to Indianapolis. So it's like, uh, you know, they're running out of options for quarterbacks. So what do they do? Yeah, you know, with Bobby, getting back to that, where do you envision, like, where do you – I I think there's a decent chance that this could be it for him. I I feel like he might want to just play for one team and that be his – his story his of legacy his life, Dave. Bob. I'm not saying legacy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like, you know, he's probably a, a ring of honor guy and, and the whole thing. And I, But do you envision him playing somewhere else? And if so... I think he'll try, but it's going to be tough because there's so many fewer teams running a 4-3 defense. And I'll ask you this, Dave, is can he fit into a 3-4 I well, think it's unnatural. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so either. I mean, this is very basic, but with a 3-4, you're lined up over a guard. Now, not all the time, because they can shade and stuff like that. They can find ways to protect you, but it, the 3-4, just my experience was in the 3-4, you have a very high chance of having to take on a guard. Uh-huh. And Bobby has not taken on the offensive linemen. Over the last two years, really, yeah, they've they've uh, shielded him and made it so you know he's just running around making tackles. So yeah, I think it's much less likely because if he's asked to do that, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, I haven't seen him do that kind of thing in a few years. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, so yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I, I I could see him calling it good. He was very into the whole business thing. Um, remember last year he had his little moments where he was talking about different businesses and what he's investing mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to say, John, he has done really well for himself, right? Oh, as far as the contract goes. Fantastic. You know, getting the $18 million was sensational. But, you know, you look at the four or three teams, like he's not going to go to the uh, Jets because you know, they've got C.J. Mosley. I mean, maybe the Washington football team, you know, the uh, Commanders commanders not commandos um, <laughs> have a chance to uh, to look at him but again you got Shaq Thomas in uh, Carolina I mean you just go around and you look at the middle linebackers 
and they're pretty much uh, taken care of. Now, I know that, uh, you know, you've got Matthew Juden pushing for him to come to New England, but they're a hybrid 3-4 defense. So it's like that doesn't seem to be a fit. John, a couple of people asking, and I, I t- touched on this earlier thing, is because of the amount of money he had yeah. coming to him. But people asking, why didn't they try to trade him, get something in return for him? I'm imagining there were teams that were just saying, we're not going to pay that much. Well, because, again, it's like if you're going to trade him to a 4-3 team, it's going to be you know the same thing for him trying to find a 4-3 team. Mm-hmm. There's not many teams running the 4-3 now. I mean, they run hybrids when mostly 3-4s. And so because of that, what kind of value are you going to get? Yeah, that's always disappointing when you trade a established player at what you get in return mm-hmm. as far as draft choices go. Yeah. I mean, if it's a person-for-person trade, yeah, that's different. But but, but yeah. who's, who's, who's going to trade for somebody who has a $16.5 million uh, base salary? Right. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Somebody so. else asking if you think he's a Hall of Famer if yes. he retires right now. I think so. Yeah, I think I mean he's had such a great career, you know, because I think you know the uh, through the uh, well 2010s, I mean the best two middle linebackers I thought were Luke Keek, uh, you know, in Carolina, Keekly, yeah, yeah, Luke Keekley and him, and he ended up lasting longer and doing better than Luke Keekley. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are, what other uh, news you're working on is uh, is uh, Russell Wilson? How dominant of a story is that nationwide? I had a couple of different. Uh, well, one was in Denver, our, our buddy Mark Schlereth, but yeah. then an XM interview. You probably since you're out here in Seattle, been talking to people. How big of a deal is it around the country? Huge, because what it's done is taken the Denver Broncos, you know, a team that hasn't made the playoffs in about six years, and taken them now to the about you know, the fifth, the fifth rating as far as maybe going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. And so that's huge because now they have a quarterback who can compete against the nine uh, good young quarterbacks in this league. Mm-hmm. Hey, John, uh, uh, as far as Deshaun Watson, which seems to be, you know, we, we've got a clip yeah. of Adam Schefter talking about Seattle being interested, Richard Sherman, we'll play that later, but there seems to be a, a bit of buzz about a potential connection or landing spot in Seattle. What's the reality of that, do you think? I, I'd say no, because, again, when you have a woman owner like uh, you know, Joy Allen, I can't see her endorsing that with his off-the-field things that he's done, the 21 lawsuits. I think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I, I kind of thought the same thing, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think that's really a pipe dream. Yeah, there, so. agreed. Hey, uh, I saw that uh, Brian Flores uh, talked about his uh, lawsuit, and you know, there's something about sending the case to arbitration has the potential to possibly derail the suit. Uh, what, do, what do we know about the progress in that whole thing? I doubt it, because again, I think he, he's fighting to keep the case on there because he wants all the evidence to come out of what happened to him and what was going on and what's going on in the National Football League. So I think he's going to fight that every way of the w- you can, and I think he's definitely going to win. You know, because, again, I mean, he made the aggressive move that could have kept him out of football. I mean, he was fortunate that Pittsburgh brought him in, but, again, you know, he had no guarantee that was going to happen. Hey, John, as far as the Seahawks' salary cap goes, are they second in the league now with the most room? Pretty close, I think, I yeah. I thought that's what I, I read earlier today. Yeah, because, again, what they did, they saved, what, uh, $16-plus million on Wagner. You know, they saved 11 on uh, Russell Wilson. 
and so they were at like 35 so that should have taken them you know, all the way up to in the in this high 70s and so they've got more cap room than just about every any other team in the league Hey, John, uh, you talked a little bit about Carson Wentz going to the Commandos, but what do you make of Commanders. Carson? Commanders. I know. I like your name better. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The Commandos. Uh, Carson Wentz, what do you what do you make of his career? It's kind of interesting. It, Bob read a tweet earlier from Darius Leonard saying, man, five years, five different quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and him being one of them. And I don't know, you look at his numbers, like he's he's good, but like in big moments. So, for example the Jacksonville game where they had to win in order to get to the playoffs. And it was Jacksonville Mm -hmm. and they lose. And he was terrible in that game. He threw for like 180 yards through an interception. Um, I don't know. Are we going to get good Carson Wentz there or bad Carson Wentz? He's just kind of up and down. Yeah. And it shows, I think, you know, internally he doesn't show great leadership and that doesn't do well. Now, again, here he's with a coach that he's worked well with and Frank Reich and if Frank Reich, uh, you know, not that he endorsed the trade, but if he couldn't stop the trade, then you can see that, uh, you know, there's something wrong there. And so, again, but you, the, the options aren't great right now for quarterbacks. And so it's like, uh, you know, Washington had to do something. And so they ended up trading for Carson Wentz. And look at the value they got. I mean, they traded uh, two third-round picks uh, to get him and then moving up five spots in the second round. And that's it. That's all he had to do. I, they picked up his entire salary, which, of course, uh, you know, I think that's what you know, Indianapolis wanted. But now Indianapolis has to scramble for a quarterback, too. What, what is the word on him as a, as a guy? You, you, you talked about his leadership. I yeah. was reading something today that there was, there was a source, and you know, take it for yeah. what it's worth, saying, yeah, the, the aw shucks kind of guy is, is more of an act that he's you know behind closed doors he's selfish he's hard to deal with blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. he's a he's a me guy you know not a team guy have you heard that about him in philly i did yeah i didn't hear it in uh, indianapolis but i guess it probably did carry over because again they made the trade and they you know and really from the beginning of the off season that's all they talked about is like ah we may not bring carson wentz back and so it's like I think you can see there had to be something there in that regard. And so uh, it played to the negative work of Carson Wentz, and so now he, he has to move to a different team. What's your definition of a teardown, John, or a rebuild? Uh, because I, I think it's different if you have a franchise quarterback. If yeah. you trade just that one guy, yeah, that might qualify. But now for the Seahawks, I mean – you people from the outside especially are looking wow there's there's two biggest leaders yeah on defense and offense as far as that goes what do you what, what's your definition would you call that what's going on here in seattle a rebuild i i definitely do now you know particularly once bobby wagner was released last night you know because now i mean you lose you know two potential hall of famers that uh, have played so well have led so well, have been good leaders, and they're now gone. And so because of that, you know, you lose, you know, one of your best players on defense, and then you lose your best quarterback. So I think uh, you can say this is a major rebuild. Yeah, so who are, who are the two replacements if you just had to pick a captain on each side of the ball? I mean, two of them that I would think of aren't signed. Yeah, one Dwayne would be Brown. Dwayne Brown, the other uh, Diggs, Quandre yeah, Diggs. Agreed. I agreed. Jamal Adams, probably. Um, I don't know about him being, uh, you know, uh, I mean, he's a somewhat of a leader, 
but he's you know a little bit different. So I think you know Diggs and uh, Dwayne Brown would be the two big leaders on the team. Yeah, two free agents. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine for Seahawks fans going, "Oh, great! Well, not only the play on the field, but also mm-hmm. the leadership." And then it, it, the two guys that you think of the most aren't aren't signed with the team. So no, I know. I can understand the the sort of panic or whatever. It'll be interesting to see how how people handle this. What would you? How would you say the the textures have done, Bob? As far as there's there's a little bit of hysteria, but about Russ, yeah, yeah, well, I'd say Bobby it's too. kind of split. I think Bobby, there was a feeling of of it being inevitable. I mean, yeah. I think people understood where he was at in his career versus what he was being paid. You know, it's a, it's sad you get attached to these guys. He's a model citizen, as you talked about. You're so used to him. He's just rarely hurt. He's always on the field. He plays 100. percent I think you you just used to him being there. So it's just. Mm-hmm. Shocked that way, but I don't think the move, the Russell thing's more split. That's much more split. But, John, do you, if we're looking at this going, okay, yeah, they're, they're committing to a rebuild, could there be another move that surprises us? We brought up that, that tweet I saw yesterday from the that verified account saying uh, the Seahawks are listening to offers for Tyler Lockett. Uh, I don't know if, if, if DK Metcalf all of a sudden decides, hey, I, we don't have a quarterback. Why do I want to sign an extension here? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they move here. I mean, would that is that out of the realm of possibility? Everything's in possibility now, you know, because again, I was the one that, who was wrong on the Russell Wilson thing, and uh, you know, it's like I don't doubt anything right now at this stage, particularly on you, when you're on a rebuild, you know, because you know they've gone from six to nine draft choices uh, uh, this year, and they added a first and a second next year, and so it's like uh, you know anything can happen, and so it wouldn't surprise me anywhere if uh, any one of those, you know, because again. Tyler Lockett's a high-paid wide receiver. You know, Metcalf will be a high-paid wide receiver. And you can get, I don't know what value you can get for Tyler, but you're going to definitely get uh, great value for DK. So it's like nothing surprises me. Yeah, I, I agree. And then the other thing is, you know, just the we were having a discussion about this with Bump, that if, if Pete doesn't know who his franchise quarterback is going to be, right. probably go back to the run game. Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no that's doubt. that's where he wants to go anyway, and you know maybe that changes what you look for, and maybe you don't de-emphasize offensive line. You just sort of change the focus that you're looking more at run blockers as opposed to pass blockers. No, I, I think what you're looking at right now is that uh, you know they've got the ninth pick, and I don't see them taking a quarterback, and so I I, I think that they'll lean toward taking a left tackle. Hmm. That's a possibility because now. They have the ability to get one of the better ones in the draft, and they could take a cornerback. But, again, that's not their nature to take a cornerback that high. And so, uh, and they could take an edge rusher. But I think right now, you know, their first pick could be a left tackle or a tackle. I don't know about left or right, but I think their first pick could yeah. be a, a tackle. Would you say it's more likely they make a pick there or they trade the pick? No, I think they make a pick. You think they make a pick? Yeah. It's that boy, that would fly in the face of what John's done in years past. Well, no, because when when John trades a pick, it's in that lower part of right. the first round. I mean, he's not had the ninth pick in the draft, you know, since the uh, first year, the second year. Yeah, with with Earl Thomas and yeah. Russell Okung. Hey, as far as the money they've got, and, and whether they're they're first, second in the league, wherever they're they're amongst the top three. Mm-hmm. How do you see him spending it? Do you see him going out and taking a big swing at, at a notable free agent, couple of them? Uh, how, how do you see that money being used? Well, I mean, now they got so much money, 
You know, I mean, they may take a big swing. I'm kind of wondering about Ryan Jensen, you know, down in Tampa, the center, who's really good, and he'll get, you know, $15 million, $14 million a year. I don't know. They might do that. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. As far as the draft choices go, John, we had a discussion about this. I mean, I, I feel like it's, you know, it's you get judged harshly because the entire draft is a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. And then when, you know, things fail, then it's like, oh, they're not very good at it, but that's kind of the way it is anyway. So as far as uh, the if you look at how teams draft, I always say the only way to look at it is to compare it to other teams right. that are like them, that are getting that are drafting in the same spot. Do you see them as a good drafting team or a bad drafting team? A good drafting team. Yeah, because, again, when you're drafting in the lower part of the first round, you know, what you're getting is a guy with a second-round grade. And so because of that, you're not going to get that first-round impact that you think you're going to get. And people still don't understand that, but that's a reality. And that's why John Snyder, when he has the opportunity, would like to trade back from the first round to the second round and get more picks. And so now you can see with the nine draft choices, you know, John is in a position where he probably, because again, he likes 10 or 11. And so there'll be something else that may be a trade or two that gets him up to 11, but that, that or a 10, and that's just, I think, the nature of John Snyder. And so uh, they want a lot of picks. What, yeah, and one of those that had just not worked out, L.J. Collier. What do you yeah. What do you think? Is this pretty much it for him? Oh, or? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, he is, you know, he's he's been kind of there. Like, he's, I don't know. If you he's looked at nothing. him. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even really say that like like you say Rasheem Green. I mean that guy is yeah maybe not a starter everywhere in the league, but he's he's produced and been a, a nice backup. But for LJ, man, it's there's been very little to go on with him. Right, and basically they signed a guy as big as him. You know, or getting in the trade they got Shelby uh, Harris. Harris, yeah. So as I got him, and so it's like uh, it's and again if you move LJ Collier. You're not going to get anything for him other than maybe you know, a sixth, seventh round pick in 2023. That's going to be it. If you put me and Clayton's brain together, we would never screw up a name. No, never. <laughs> we, we help. You get a first name. You need to get the last yeah, or vice versa. There we go. We're just yeah. going to ham and egg it. You know? No doubt. <laughs> hey, John, in terms, I'm sure you gave us some thought last night, but just of the potential spot fillers at quarterback for the Seahawks out there, you know, the veterans that are available. Is there anybody you feel fits them best or is most likely to end up here? Uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, I think Marcus Mariota should be somebody they can consider. You know, that, that can be one option. I don't know. Uh, is he a free agent or would they have to trade for him? No, he's a free agent. Okay. Okay, so it's like Marcus Mariota is out there. You know, I don't know if they would look at Jordan Love. That could be a possibility, Oof. but there's mm. some reports that you know, they want a second-round pick for Jordan Love. There's no way that's going to happen. So that's that's an option. Sam Darnold is an option. No, so, thank you. Yeah, no, thank I'll take you. Drew Locke. <laughs> yeah, Darnold is. I, I haven't been high on him since day one, and he's he's kind of lived down to my expectations. But yeah, yeah. What, what about in? We brought this up yesterday. The backup uh, for Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley. He's. I don't think he's a free agent, but is no, that... he's he's an exclusive rights free agent, and so uh, no, they're they're not going to get rid of him because they need him in case anything goes wrong. With Lamar Jackson, mm. yeah, you know, you mentioned Mariota. That is, that's kind of a, mm-hmm. that's a puzzling one. Where was he drafted? Do 
you remember? Was Tennessee. It? Yeah, but what number? Oh, pick. He was top number top two overall. Number two. Was yeah. he really number two overall? Yeah. Well, Man. it just goes to show you how difficult it is to to find a good <laughs> quarterback in the NFL. Jameis Winston was number one that year. Was he really? Wow, that's quite a draft. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> well, and you know, you look at Goff and Wentz. I mean, yeah. Wentz has probably of those four been the most successful, I guess. Mm-hmm. But where where does Winston land? Does he go back to New Orleans, or where where does he land? I think he goes back to New Orleans because you know all these teams looking for quarterbacks are running out of options, and if that's going to be the case, you know, it's like uh, they know him there. Uh, you know, he was dedicated and all that stuff. But it's interesting to see that on the list of Saints, you know, it's like uh, Winston and Teddy Bridgewater are two of the considerations. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's funny. One of the um, one of the centers that uh, the guy from um, uh, Tampa Bay, yeah, and Ryan Jensen. You know, I was thinking, okay, they've they've got to go after and finally get Russell Wilson a center. So that that really does change, you know how yeah. how they're how they're looking at that. But it looks like they have a couple of good players there. But this will this will be an interesting one with the second most salary cap room mm-hmm. in the NFL. Who's number one, Bob? Do you remember on that list? Is it Jacksonville? Was it Jacksonville? Oh no, I think it's uh, Miami. Oh, Chargers. The Chargers. Chargers. That's Chargers. It. Chargers. That's You're it. right. Chargers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Miami's still looking. Uh, they, that that's the weirdest quarterback situation to me. Yeah, is, is yeah. Tua was another guy who I loved as a kid, just a good guy. You love listening to him talk. I just didn't buy who he was going to be as in terms of being a star at this mm-hmm. level. And listen, he may still prove me wrong, but at, to this point, feels like yeah, he's dealt with injury. He hasn't been that great, and the, every opportunity to address a rumor or be involved in a rumor of seeking another quarterback, they seem to be involved. So no doubt. Apparently, they're not that sold on him either. No, I mean, but but again, they. They say that they're sold on them. But, again, when you say something as a team, you don't know if you're hearing the right thing. John, we appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. Okay, thanks. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. Download the podcast at seattlesports.com. Well, there is actually a better quarterback available for the Seahawks, but the question is, is he worth the hassle that comes along with him? You're listening to Wyman and Bob on Seattle Sports Station on 710 and Seattle Sports app.